Hello, Courageous Hustlers, and welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Sandra Ocasio from SandraOcasio.com. I'm also the founder and CEO of the Courageous Hustler Empowerment brand. Our mission is to empower you to recognize that you can become everything you've ever dreamed impossible in your life. Embrace and embody that courageous hustler in you. In this community, fear does not stop our purpose. We just learn how to walk with it. This show features courageous hustlers from all around the world who have overcome adversity and achieved massive success by being brave and unstoppable. Courageous Hustler is a mindset-focused open conversation podcast, so therefore, none of our episodes are scripted and we try to keep everything as original and unedited as possible. To stay up to date on all upcoming episodes, make sure to subscribe, tune in every week. And with that being said, let's get on into today's episode. I'm super excited about today's episode, mainly because the conversation was really good. I walked away with a lot of great information. And today I have the honor of talking um, to Keisha Bass. She is the founder and the CEO of Her Dope Marriage. If y'all are not following her, make sure you go follow her. I will put her Instagram handle here uh, in the show notes. She's a wife coach. She's a mother. She's an entrepreneur. She's an author. She's a motivational speaker. I mean, listen, she is the bomb. Okay. She empowers female professionals and entrepreneurs of faith to walk through the different seasons of marriage with confidence using tangible strategies to enhance their marriage. This is exactly what a lot of us need right now, particularly for those of you who are in a season of walking in faith, you know, the enemy likes to come and attack. And when they can't reach you, they come for your loved ones. So I know for a fact, a lot of marriages have been under attack this year. And so this is why I'm so excited about talking uh, about talking with Keisha, because she's really going to give us some steps to follow that you are able to go and implement immediately in your marriage. Keisha left corporate America about After 22 years of working in IT, she followed her heart and God's instructions to coach women and couples. Keisha sees the heart moments in marriage as an opportunity to trust God. The union between a husband and a wife is purposed by God to do great things together for his glory on earth. She's been married for over 32 years to her high school sweetheart, Chris, and they have two adult children, Lakia and Chris. So with that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Keisha. Thank you so much for your yes, for being here. And I'm so excited for us to chat today. Thank you for the invite. Um, It is a pleasure, a privilege just to be connected to you. And I'm excited to to talk with you on today. Yay, awesome. <laughs> so just, you know, I already told the, the courageous hustlers in this community a little bit about you based on your bio, but I also want to give you an opportunity to just tell us a little bit more about you and your business and what you do. Okay, um, so I'm Keisha Bass. I am a wife coach. I've been married for almost, can you believe it, 33 years. So that's been a a long time. So I am a wife coach and I'm very transparent uh, with my 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 marriage, everything we've been through, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I have a platform called Her Dope Marriage. And I tell you, it has definitely been a blessing, not just for my, my followers, but for me, you know, to see where God has brought me from in our marriage. And I love showing up, um, being my authentic self, speaking my truth so that I can help other women uh, on this path of becoming a wife or you know, those that are looking to be married. Um, I just like to share my truth and transparency because 
oftentimes, I'm not saying these, this is your list, uh, this is your listeners, but oftentimes we find where people don't like to give the ugly because we're ashamed or for whatever reason. And I just believe my assignment is to share my truth and help people get past their current situation to let them know that if I did it, if we did it, you can too. So that's who I am. That's just a little bit about me. I do have two adult children. My daughter is 32 um, and our son is 29. And um, yes, I'm loving, loving where I am right now in this space and in this moment. So that is amazing. 33 years. Like, listen, that takes a lot of courage right there. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Oh my goodness. I'm, 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 listen, I'm not even at year. We're hitting about eight years this year. And there is sometimes it feels so heavy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, man, I'm holding on to something, you know, and it, it feels <laughs> like some days I want to choke him out. Some days I want to love mm-hmm. on him some days. And, it, but it's a journey, right? It is. It's it is. A journey, And it takes so much there's so many levels of patience and so many levels of, you know, empathy and so many levels of so many different things. And I find it that I'm still learning so much. And sometimes I'm like, I don't, when I hear 30 plus years or even uh-huh. I've, I even saw, I saw a couple not too long ago mm-hmm. and they were, they were um, celebrating um, uh, one of their, it was their 50th uh, of together. And I was like, wow, like, how does that work? Right. Right. And it, the reality is you never stop learning about that person. Right. And, and that's what I think that's what has helped us on this journey is you have different seasons and you have to understand the season that you're in. And I love your title, courageous hustlers, being courageous, walking in truth, being bold, understanding who you are, not being perfect, understanding that your flaws do have value as well. I mean, understanding all of that about who you are is so important so that you can be your authentic self and be okay with that. And I love what you said. Some days you don't like them. Listen, that is me. Some days, let me tell you, some days I do not like him. I love him, but I don't like him. And that is okay. So walk in that truth. Now you have to be careful not to let your feelings drive and you feel like, okay, I don't like him. And then I'm going to treat him like that. Yeah. Take your moment, you know, take a step back, breathe, inhale, exhale, and and move on, but know that you don't have to be perfect um, on this journey. And that's what I love about me and my husband. Um, You know, after 10 years of cycling, we finally, finally understand how to, to, to maneuver um, in the seasons that we're in. Um, we still bump heads occasionally, um, but that's my truth. You know, we're always learning. And I tell women all the time, remain a student of your spouse. Remain, remain a student of who he is. You don't have to ask him questions. Just be observant. Watch who he is um, and understand that this is a journey and you have to be courageous to walk in your truth and understand who you are. <laughs> I love that. And you just brought up a really good point where, you know, you said that it's so important to, even if you're not, if you're right now feeling like, oh, I can't stand you. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I have to mistreat you or that doesn't mean I have to, you know, just act in any ugly kind of way that I'm later going to regret is basically what I heard. Right. 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 I love that, that you shared that because um, actually someone slide into my DMs, um, this week Mm -hmm. I'm having a, I'm having, this week has been one of those weeks where it's like, sometimes you have a week where you're, you know, your energy's low Mm because the the enemy's trying to attack you. You're, you're maybe going through a mental warfare Mm -hmm. when you're, when you're in that kind of season or you're experiencing that, those type of things. Mm -hmm. almost also it also affects all areas of your life including your personal life with your spouse or you know the people around you and what I love well I didn't love that this happened but what I love of of what occurred is that I shared something on Facebook and this person came and slid into my DMs and said I feel that mental warfare right now 
and I feel like the enemy's trying to separate me from my husband. Mm-hmm. And so I would love for you to almost touch a little bit about what are some of the things that we can say to some of our courageous hustlers that may find themselves in that season of difficulty with, with their loved ones or their partners. Mm-hmm. How can we reconnect to be able to move forward and start healing from some of the, the trauma that we've gone through? Oh, that's good. One of the first things I'll say is don't attack the person, attack the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes we make the person the problem mm-hmm. and the person is not the problem. There has to be a root to whatever is going on in whatever you're dealing with. Um, I always tell women that no matter what you're going on, whether it's um, what's going on in your marriage or in your life, um, it starts in the spirit first. What do I mean by that? You can have communication issues. You can be, uh, you can have financial issues. You can have, I say mental issues, but you have esteem issues. It all starts in the mind first. It all starts in the spirit first. And so I'm always telling women, you can go to therapy. I love therapy. And therapy is going to give you strategies and tools in order to make this practical. That's good. Um, And sometimes I, when talking to women, they say, yes, I went to therapy. But then we went back, um, you know, after two months. Well, because you didn't attack the root. The root is, it's spiritual first. So if you don't attack it in the spirit first, then that thing is coming back. We oftentimes think it is our husband or is our partner that's trying to divide us. It is Satan himself. And he will use uh, strategies. He'll use tactics to try to get you to see your spouse as the enemy, but that is not the case. And when you take it back to, okay, what is God saying in this moment? What, what is, what is it? God, what is the lesson I need to learn in this? God, what do I need to heal from me personally? Because I can't fix my partner. I can only fix me. So what is that thing that I need to take a look at? What is that thing that I need to look at? Um, Where do I need to go? God, teach me, show me me. And can I be honest? Sometimes when we look at that person in in the mirror and God reveals ourselves, um, it doesn't look good. And because of that, we feel some kind of way. But I feel like exposing the truth and revealing the mask is where your healing can begin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was that wife that used words to wound my husband and I never forget God telling me, um, cause I complained to God, look, you got me in this thing. I'm in this marriage. And this was like 10 years in and I'm like, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of praying. I'm tired of believing you for something that has yet to manifest. And I never forget. God told me, he said, the words that you're saying over your husband, you're killing your own marriage because you're you're saying these negative words and those words are seeds and they will manifest, they will harvest. So you have to be careful with what you say. And Sandra, let me tell you something. It took, it took me some time to take a step back and change my language so that I can change what I saw in my marriage. So I had to be the one to change. So in order to change what I saw, I had to change what I said. And it was hard because when you're broken and even though he didn't break you, he is gonna feel the effects of my bleeding because I'm still not healed. So I had to take a step back and say, okay, Keisha, what's, what's wrong? Where's the problem? And so I had to look at myself and not look at him not look at what he was or was not doing. I had to look at me and say, you know what? I I need to get healed. I need to do better. You know, this is not him. This is a result of what I carried from my mom. The baggage that I picked up. It wasn't mine to carry, but I brought it into my marriage. And so it became a weight. And so I had to look at myself first. And it, it, it wasn't pretty, but it was necessary. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, no, that was so good. Listen, that was so good. And, you know, I, I, when I hear you say all of this, I also think to myself, like, some things, it, uh, like, endings are so essential, right? Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. endings some endings are so essential in like finishing a cycle of you know things from other past generations right yeah I did not know and and what's crazy is like that you going into talking about even trauma from childhood right Mm-hmm. I did not know that because for me personally, I did not know that me seeing one of my parents be an adulterer mm-hmm. translated into me thinking every man cheats. Yes. Every, you know, and so these are stories we tell ourselves and mm-hmm. we do end up bringing it into marriages or into relationships. And we don't really uncover those until you start doing you, you start being in that relationship and you start seeing how things just kind of translate, right? It starts mm-hmm. with a thought. It starts with a negative thought that gets fed. And it's almost like no one told you that he's cheating. You're immediately assuming that. And then you also manifest that into a big story that just, it just grows. And it's like, I have now started to practice more on, I know this is the enemy. I know mm-hmm. this is, I know whatever the enemy is whispering in my ear, it's it mm-hmm. comes with venom. It comes with poison. Right. Right. Rebuke it and move forward. Right. And and I, you said something. You said, um, you know, it's something that you saw growing up. And we are a product of our environment. And we don't think that. So I remember growing up, um, I had low self-esteem. I, I never forget that. I was growing in, in my high school years. And then when I first got married, it traveled with me into my marriage. You know what? I did not know that my low self-esteem affected how I would trust my husband. And, and so I didn't know that then. But looking back, when I start to unpack and, and come up with, okay, God, what is this you want me to do? Um, I learned that my behaviors, those, those words that I heard or didn't hear growing up, affected my present. And so I had to get healed from that. And it's exactly exactly what you said, our mindset, our attitude, you know, our expectations, our assumptions, all of that play into how we show up in our marriage. Um, And that's why, you know, people go through um, premarital counseling. I don't even know if they touch on touch on some of this stuff. They touch on some of it, not all of it. But that's why we have to make sure we are healed and healthy enough to then walk into a relationship with somebody else, even if they may be broken. Because See, broken is not a bad thing as long as you're still not bleeding. Um, I remember T.D. Jake said something. He said it was a message he preached and he was saying that birds, they um, build nests using broken limbs. So if I can use something that's broken and make it beautiful, you see what I'm saying? Then there is power in that. But you first got to stop the bleeding. That's the problem. And so once you stop the bleeding, then you can move forward, understanding who you are so that that brokenness doesn't become a weight to where you're going. Oh my God, that was a whole word right there. (laughs) So let me ask you something. How does one stop the bleeding if they're already in a relationship? Well, you have to figure out where the bleeding come from. It goes back to the root of the problem. Where is the root? So often, listen to this. This is so, so good. I get people in my DMs all the time. My husband doesn't know how to communicate. Well, is it that he doesn't know how to communicate or is it that he's not giving you or responding the way that you want him to respond? So you have to give him grace to be himself. This is so funny. This is, it's funny now. I remember my husband and I, we used to have problems with communication and I would nag him. I would try to mother him. That was an issue. Um, And I would try to mother him and make him be or, and do what I wanted him to do. And when he didn't, it was a problem. So I I remember one day, I don't even know when, um, I felt like my husband wasn't his authentic self. And guess what? He wasn't. He wasn't able to be himself because I had a problem with who he was trying to be. And I wanted him to be the person I wanted him to be. Hopefully that made sense. So my husband didn't show up to be the real Chris Bass until maybe year 11 or 12 into my marriage because he didn't want to hear me nagging. 
he didn't want to hear me fussing and he didn't want to hear me complaining about some things he wasn't doing. So he just gave me what I wanted and he wasn't able to be his himself. And so I know I went around the world with that that response, but I felt like someone needed to hear that. We have to make sure that our husbands or our partners can be their authentic self and walk in their truth without feeling like they're the victim or they're the problem. They're they not the problem just because he or she doesn't show up the way that you want them to show up. And so you stop the bleeding, number one, by identifying the problem. So maybe the problem has nothing to do with you, his communication. Maybe the problem has something to, to do with what he saw growing up. Maybe his mom was someone that raised her voice and maybe she was the um, the 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 man, so to speak, in the relationship, and his father was quiet, and he didn't say much. Uh, maybe it was vice versa. Um, you have to go back to the why and understand that not always the problem problem is not always you. The problem can be something deeper than you, and that's why it's so important to. I say this all the time pray for the little boy inside or the little girl inside because maybe they're still carrying weight from the past. So you, and even if it's you, you're, you're bleeding, you still have to go back to the, to the why. It's always going back to the why. Why am I acting this way? What, what, what is the cause of this? You know, God, show me me. What, what is the lesson in this? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And what's interesting is um, in this in this season for the podcast, what I've been doing is I've been every episode, we kind of go over my step up method. And I'm not sure if you are familiar with it, but I'll run it by real quick, just so you can kind of have an understanding. So um, a couple of months ago, I took a course and I learned how to become a transformational speaker. And in that process, we had to kind of come up with a framework on how, you know, almost like our story, what was the <laughs> steps that we took to be able to get to where we are, I came up with the step up method. And the steps in the step up method, the first step is self awareness. Mm -hmm. The second step is therapy for the trauma. The third step is expand your mindset. The fourth step is personal development, upgrade my vision was the, the next step. And then the last step was pursue purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Those were all the steps that essentially I'm going through this season in the Courageous Hustler podcast. And so what I love about this conversation is that I truly feel like we're literally covering some of these steps, right? Where mm -hmm. it, it, it starts with the self-awareness. It starts with identifying what is it that's happening that's causing me or triggering me to believe that I'm supposed to act in this manner or that I'm supposed to, I have an expectation. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that relationships are, they're really thoughts and feelings that you feel towards a person. Now, obviously his title is my husband, mm -hmm. but the way I feel with, you know, my relationship with him are really based on my feelings and thoughts and thoughts towards him. Right. So if I can start changing some of those thoughts and those feelings with factual things, like, is this really happening? Right. Do mm -hmm. I really dislike him or do I really think he's cheating or do I, that changes the relationship? Now we can start having better conversations, mm -hmm. better communication, a better foundation. And so when we start talking about those steps, what do you think are like the fundamental things that you must have in a marriage in order for you to be able to repair a marriage that may be fragile in this stage? Ooh, Ooh that's a good question. Um, and I love your steps. And I think for me, to be honest, it's self-awareness. I'm just going to pull pig piggyback on what you said. If I don't know, if I'm not aware of the problem, then how can, how can I fix it? And, um, and to give, I'm always talking about this and to give grace. You know, 
one thing that I've learned um, when I got married, I wanted my husband to come in and I thought he was Superman. I just, I thought that, you know, he's the man, he should know how to be a husband, even though, you know, he didn't have an example on um, being a husband. He didn't know how to do it, but I just assumed he should know why, because he's the man, of course. Um, and that was, that was not fair to him. Um, and so for us, I had to take a step back and understand why did why did I project that on him? What what was the reasoning behind it? And you know, I grew up without a father. Uh, I was raised by a single mother, and I don't use that as an, a, a scapegoat. I just want to say that that maybe I was looking for him to come in and and be that father figure, so to speak. Um, when that's not really what I needed. And um, I don't think, um, but I look back and I had to understand my motive. You know, what is, what is the motive of my actions? What is the motive of my words? What, what am I doing? And so I, I love what you said. This, this I, I wrote down some of them, but that self-awareness to me is so important, it's so necessary. And not to point the finger at your husband. One of the things I've learned on this journey is I I cannot change him. I don't care what I say. Um, You know, men, they are moved by what you do and not what you say. So instead of me trying to make him be who I wanted him to be, number one, I never forget God told me, Keisha, he's mine before he's yours. I'm like, oh my, okay, oh, okay. (laughs) And then I said, well, you can have him. (laughs) Listen, you can have him, Lord, because this one right here, ooh, wee, he's, yes, so, so I had to learn how to release him to get into um, where to get where God wanted him to be as a man, as a as a husband. And so, um, so yes, I for me, self awareness is the number one thing, and it's it's necessary for me in order to see that's me. Even in this season, even in being married thirty three years almost, you know, this is a new season for us. We've never been here before, so. Who am I in this season? What what do I need to do? You know, how do I need to show up? You know, I I moved from corporate to being an entrepreneur full time. So how do I need to show up? What does he need from me? What do I need from him? And you know, being honest and and open about where God has me in this moment. So hopefully that answered your question. I know I went around the world and back on that, but I just I, I felt like I needed to share that. No, I, I love it. Let's. And I'm here for it because I love the conversation where it's just it literally opens the door for something else it really does and I do truly believe that we just sometimes have to let it go like let's just open it up because you just unpack so many good things right there mm-hmm. like and I can I can resonate with a lot of this conversation because right now I'm also in a season that I I really sometimes feel like man what am I doing mm-hmm. right I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what a good wife is. I don't know what a good mom is. Mm. I wasn't raised by one, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's so important to understand some of these things because I think truly a lot of our courageous hustlers, you know, a lot of them are probably in a season that they're stuck somewhere like this. Mm-hmm. And I want them to know like, you're not alone. Like being courageous you know, it, 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 there's so many areas of this, right? Yeah. So it's not, and it's not just being courageous in business. It's not just being courageous with your friends. It's not just being, it's being courageous all around everything that it entails. Like it takes a lot of courage for a person to go up to their husband and say, I don't know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. for us to move on. Right. Yeah, fix this, and I've been finding myself in that season of like struggling to figure out. Because here's the other part of this: I love that you said I'm in a season where I'm now an entrepreneur. Right? Mm-hmm. You weren't an entrepreneur when you guys met, right? Right, right. I, I wasn't an entrepreneur when we when we got together and when we met. I became an entrepreneur afterwards, mm. and that also shifted things in our marriage because maybe there was a lot of areas of uncertainty with finances right Right. I was no longer 
a corporate employee and I was and so that also changes the dynamics of the relationship and so it took a lot of courage for me to go up to him and say hey what do we need in this season so mm. that we can have a better like a better relationship I think a lot of times we're building building foundations on sand yes and when when you know when the water comes and takes that tackle out it's mm -hmm. like man you're expecting a good solid foundation on sand that's not happening right the storm is gonna come and we don't know what happened it's like someone pulled a rug right underneath us right right let me say this you said something you touched on something about um, two things I want to touch back on you, being a right uh, being a wife and being it, it takes courage you know I didn't you know oftentimes we think when we put this ring on that immediately we're her <laughs> um, you have the role you have the title but you're not her just yet I did not become a wife so to speak understanding who I was and what I needed to do until about year 12 um, I was in this thing and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, I, I practice and I practice and I practice and it's okay. You know, I didn't have an example. So I had to do what I needed to do in that moment. And so everything that I thought, everything that I tried to figure out, everything that I saw on TV, um, some of the people that I saw at church, I, you know, I tried to mimic what they were doing, but see, they weren't their authentic self. So I was trying to mimic something that wasn't true. And so uh, this journey that we're on, my husband and I, God taught us how to do this the right way. Um, yes, I, I had many of tears. Yes, I, I was broken sometimes. But only God can get the credit in what we got today. Um, and then, too, you said something about, you know, the finances and becoming an entrepreneur. Um, I am. I love God. My I am faith based. I understand who he is in my life. And the thing with us in entrepreneurship, I remember before I left corporate, I was making all this money. I was so excited and I was getting ready to move and elevate in my own thing with corporate and so God had told me back in March of 2021 to leave my job. I was like, uh, that is not God because I'm not leaving my paycheck because <laughs> no. <laughs> so I was like, that cannot be God. So he made my job so uncomfortable by July that I had to put in my notice. And but the beauty in all of that was the year before God came to us and said, OK, I need for you guys to look at eliminating debt. And we was like, well, how are we going to do this? COVID had just hit, you know, my husband had a plan. So what I want to say in all of that is you have to trust his leadership, even when you don't understand fully what his plan is. So my God gave my husband the full vision, the full plan. And I said, okay, I, okay, I'm gonna have to trust him in this. I'm gonna have to trust that he knows what he's doing. And, you know, um, so we we went, we worked on paying off debt. We we were smart. We we stopped doing certain things. We stopped buying gifts. We, we just were smart about being good stewards of our finances, not knowing that a year later that God would say, it's time to leave your corporate job. So that prepared me and us for where we are right now. We were able, I was able to trust his leadership even when I fully did not understand the vision of it. Um, so um, my husband had told me to um, sell my dream truck. And I was like, babes, we're not gonna sell it. Um, even though it had been parked in the garage for um, like all those months. And then I finally said, you know what? He, there's, he's the man. He's, he, he understands our finances. So let me just sell this truck. And I tell you, we were able to pay off maybe $120,000 um, worth of debt in 18 months. Wow. So how do you do that? You do that by partnering together. You do that by trusting his leadership. You do that by saying, you know what, God, I'm, I'm all in even though I don't understand it. So you said something, you know, I, I just wanted to go back and piggyback on that. It takes courage to trust his leadership when you don't understand it. It takes courage to die to yourself on a daily basis. I'm not saying you become a uh, a rug and, and a, map, uh, a mat 
for him to step on. No, you be courageous in what you need to say, but you have to, to monitor your tone. You have to speak in a way where he wants to listen. You have to make sure that you're not um, giving him a, what's the word? Um, a sermon, so to speak, you have to make it to the point because some men, their attention span is, you know, like that. So you have to get to the point. And so it's so important that we understand being courageous doesn't mean always you have to be strong and you have to give um, your your opinion. Being courageous sometimes mean uh, means for me that I have to take a step back and surrender. Um, not, not again, being, being a doormat, but surrender and listen for his voice and let him be the man. And, you know, and sometimes will he fail? Yes. Cause my husband did. And I didn't say, I told you so. I just allow him grace to become who he needed to be. Okay. I love that. And, you know, you say you gave him the space to become who he needs to be. That's one of the things that we don't even sometimes give our, ourselves that right. permission. Like, who do I need to become to be to be able to get to the next level, right? Mm -hmm. so we don't invite change much. Well, a lot of us are scared of change because we're just not sure what it entails. Or maybe we don't even know all the steps to be able to make that change meaningful or anything like that. So I love that you mentioned that. Because sometimes we don't even give ourselves the permission to do that. Right. Who do we need to become to get to that next level? So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a, a couple of questions I want to ask you. If you could go back, and usually I always ask these questions because it just gives me, it gives everybody a little bit of insight. So like, if you could go back and give yourself, 18-year-old self, one piece <laughs> of advice, what would that be? Oh my gosh. See, I got married at 19. So um, let's see, what's the one thing I would say um, is to remain teachable. Why, why do I say that? Um, you know, there was a time where I thought I was right all the time, especially when it came to marriage. Cause again, I got married at 19. And so I just assumed that it was my way and the only way. And when it didn't happen that way, we had problems. Um, so for me, I would tell my 18 year old self to remain teachable just because you reach a certain age doesn't mean you have everything together. Listen, I'm going to be 52, um, and this in a couple of weeks and I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still becoming all that God has called me to be. And it's okay. I love the person that I am and I am still teachable. Uh, I take courses. I listen, I look, I watch, um, I'm open, I'm bold, I'm brave, I'm courageous. And doing all of that just says to me that I am where I need to be in this moment, but it took me some time to get here. So if I knew now what I knew then, I mean, if I knew then what I know now, I probably would have reached this, this season sooner. But even with that, everything happens for a reason. And I love the assignment that I'm on. And I appreciate the woman that I am today because I'm now teachable. Oh, I love that. Okay, so my next question is, tell me about three of the most influential people in your life and how did they impact you? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Um, so let's see, my mom, I know people probably always say this, but number one, my mom, my mom, she was a single mother. She raised three of us. She sacrificed so much. Um, I am very transparent. So I remember my siblings and I, we were, I think I had to be about 12, 11. And we moved to um, Georgia with my grandmother. My mom moved into a, a room so that she can help support us. She told my grandma she was going to buy her a car if she took care of us. And she did that. And, you know, I look at the sacrifices my mom made. She didn't have to do that, but she did. And so I love her for that. The second person, uh, let me just say, is my husband. 
Um, I say that not because it's a cliche or anything. I love the man that he is today. I love that we were able to grow together. I love that in my season now, he is my biggest cheerleader. I love that, um, you know, yes, we had our issues, we had our struggles, but he was willing to get in this thing and fight with me and fight for me and fight for our family. Um, you know, I love that he was able to put me above his family uh, without me saying anything. And, you know, they casted him aside for maybe a year or two. I love that he fought for us. Um, and I love that he continues to grow. So, you know, looking at him and all that he is now and all that he's been coming, it's just beautiful to witness his growth. And then the last person, let's say, um, is there is this woman. Um, she is, I call her my mentor. She's an older lady. And um, I look at her and I love that she was able to see me before I was me in this season. I remember her telling me, Keisha, this is who you are. You have a voice. You know, you need, she calls me a preacher. I'm, that is not my thing. That is not who I am, but that's who she calls me. And she always tells me that there is so much power in you. And, and she saw all of that before I actually walked into this season. So I, I'm so appreciative that she was able to see all of me before I walked into this thing. And I'm still growing. And she has influenced me so much because I'm able to stand up tall. I'm able to be bold. I mean, this is, I'm not even, you know, just saying this because I'm on the Courageous Hustler podcast, but she was able to see me. And because of that, she spoke life into me. And now I'm able to be courageous and be strong and be bold and, and accept the call that's on my life. No, I'm still not a preacher, but I use my voice to, to transform, transform lives. I use my voice to motivate people. I use my voice to shift the atmosphere because of her belief in me those years ago. So yes, those are the three people and those are the reasons why, so. I love it. Okay, there's something you said that I wanna touch back on because, so you said that you love your husband a lot for fighting for you and him over his family. And mm -hmm. I find myself in that very, in that very moment now, right? I actually, a lot of times we believe that we must, continue certain relationships that have expired mm. some relationships that no longer have a loving purpose mm -hmm. and I'm a very strong believer that sometimes that happens because people think oh she got married so now we lost her and it's like no that did not happen I'm still your daughter or I'm still your you know your friend or I'm still mm -hmm. your, that person but someone put a limitation in between us now and that really forced me and my husband to almost like just say, you know what, we kind of have to put blinders on because there's people that they're praying for us to fall. Meanwhile, we're praying for them to get up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you said that because we really tend to think that it, and, and here's the crazy thing. People sometimes think, oh, she got brainwashed by her husband. That's mm -hmm. something that has been said. Right. And in my mind, I'm like, I was not brainwashed. I am willingly here fighting for my marriage, fighting mm -hmm. for us to be together. Some people put those limitations mm -hmm. and I had to be okay to love some people from far away. Yeah. That doesn't mean, even though I'm not in your life and I'm not giving you access to my life, right? I don't love them doesn't mean my dad does not stop being my dad just because I don't speak to him or he doesn't speak to me or whatever you want to say. But it's, that is the thing, right? I'm fighting to making sure I'm showing him that loyalty because right. it's actually a thing. And I don't understand that, but you said it. And in my mind, sometimes we think we're the only family that's going through this. And it's like, <laughs> no. So thank you for that confirmation. 
Let me say this, Sandra, that uh, I just want to piggyback on that. Boundaries are healthy and it's okay. Um, and then two, um, you know, people, our family, friends, they only respond from a place of their own circumstances, from what they dealt with. So sometimes they don't even have the capacity to see past where you are. And so that's why that grace is so important. Give them grace to accept what they, you know, believe and it's okay. But then I love you. I love what you said. You have to love them from afar until they're ready to accept all of you. Um, and it's okay. But you, one thing that helped us is understanding that people only respond based on what they were exposed to. And so if they are, were only exposed to this and so that was normal for them. And, and so I, I get it. So it helps us to just be able to digest what their behavior, but don't allow their behavior to become a weight in our own situation. Cause we are not having that. Mm-hmm. And when my husband, he went through it with his family, um, you know, um, my family, they were, for the most part, they were good, but it was his family thinking that I was trying to make him better. And, you know, I, I thought he was, you know, he thought he was better, blah, blah, blah. And that wasn't the case. Um, and so, you know, they would try to say negative things against me. And so I never forget, um, you know, and at that time he wasn't that close to God, but I remember what started the conversation was my prayer time. So I wore for us behind the scenes. I don't go to him and say, okay, babe, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fight them. No, I know for me in order to change people, I can't do it. He can't do it. Only God can do it. And so I took it to the, to the, person that could change them. And so I asked God to create a space where he can have that conversation. Did it happen immediately? No, but it happened. And when it happened, it was, it was uncomfortable, but growth is uncomfortable. And so it was uncomfortable for him because they said, you know what, you think you better, but okay. So Keisha and the kids came first and okay. So for a year, they, they stopped communication with him but okay. He had the us. And then eventually they came back around. You have to be courageous enough to accept what falls or comes from your decisions, especially if the decisions are healthy for your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, Keisha. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I want, before you go, can you tell our listeners, where can they find you? What do you have coming up? Tell us a little bit more about where they can find you and where, where, you know, what things you have coming up. I'm going to drop all the links in the show notes as well, but okay. I want them to hear, hear it from you. All right. Thank you for that. So they can follow me on um, Instagram at her dot marriage. Um, I was going to say her dot marriage.com, but her dot marriage. That's her dot dope. D-O-P-E dot marriage. Um, I am on Facebook. Um, that is Her Dope Marriage again. My website is www.herdopemarriage.com. Um, I am on Pinterest. I am on TikTok. All of that, Her Dope Marriage. Um, the thing that I have coming up, which I am so passionate about, is I have a retreat that's coming up. It's a women's empowerment retreat that is going to be in Hilton Head, South Carolina. It is for those women that are married, single, dating, divorced. Um, and it's for that woman that's looking to fill her cup. I remember when God gave me this, I was like, God, there's no way I can put this retreat on. It's, it's bigger than a bread box. Um, but God gave me the, the ending before he gave me the beginning. He said, there are some women that need to release some things that they've been holding on to. They're looking for me to do some things in their life, but they got this thing over here that's a weight. And this retreat is going to help them unpack that thing that they've been holding on to. So it's going to expose something and some things. And the, the first session, and I'll just say this, the first session is all about um, uh, nurturing the little girl inside. It is a soul session. And is um, how do we stop the bleeding in, the, in our brokenness? And I am so passionate about that session. Um, it is go- going to start the whole process um, for that weekend. We're going to look at the whole 
whole woman. Um, sometimes we're so um, consumed with the spiritual side that we forget about the mind and we forget about the body. But I have a therapist, a, a counselor that's coming in to talk about mental health. I have a GYN that's coming in to talk about women's issues. Um, you know, I'm facing menopause now and Lord, no one told me what would happen to my body um, when you get a certain age. And so we have somebody coming in to talk about that. We have a segment with um, men that's going to be talking about vulnerabilities and, you know, their insecurities and how do we relate to them and get closer to them. Um, and then we have a dynamic woman of God that's coming in to talk on um, at my all white banquet on that Saturday. And her name is Dr. Jackie Green. Um, she is Pastor Travis's Green, Travis Green's wife. And um, I'm so excited. You know, we have so many things in store, swag bags, you know, just surprises that we want the women to experience. So that's just a little bit about what they can find if they go to my website. And again, that's um, herdopemarriage.com. Oh, I am excited for them. I, <laughs> listen, I am a huge believer that you need to get in the room. Yeah. I don't know what room that is, but you sometimes just need to just say yes and get in the room because the yes you may give today may be something that you are going to understand later. Like, I know that my yeses from five years ago is why I'm here today. Mm. And so sometimes we, we start just not, we're not courageous enough to step into that yes. I need right. you to be courageous enough to go and check out this retreat. Make <laughs> sure you check out Keisha. She just recently hit 100K followers Ooh. on Instagram. I am so excited about that. Oh so my God. Make sure you go follow her. And thank you, Keisha, so much for being on today's show. Thank you for having me. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope that you guys enjoyed that episode. I truly love Keisha. I love her heart. I love the way she is out here making impact, changing lives, changing the trajectory of marriages. I mean, listen, right now she is just such a needed person in today's society. So many marriages, so many powerful marriages are under attack right now. And the fact that she's out here and she's supporting and she's holding space for these people is absolutely amazing. I love the fact that her work is going to impact generations to come. And so I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to reach out to her, she is a motivational speaker. And as we mentioned, she's also a wife coach. She's an author. And so I'm going to make sure to plug all her social media handles here please go ahead and make sure you follow us on instagram twitter facebook all the places as well we are also going to add all those handles in the show notes and i would personally love if you left us a rating leave us a review let us know what you think about the show so far we want to be able to grow this community and reach more courageous hustlers out there and the only way i can do that is if you're sharing and you're supporting by giving us a rating so please share this podcast with anyone you believe would be blessed by this information and i hope to see you on the next one until then stay courageous